It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Hello, listeners. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for choosing now and opening up your heart and your mind and taking the opportunity to tune in with us. We have a wonderful guest with us today, Lois McGuire. How are you doing today? I'm just doing great. How are you? I'm so much better now. I figured out why I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) It always turns out. Oh, listeners, every show has this little glitch, and today it was on my end. (laughs) I plugged in a cord I shouldn't have done. But hey, we figured it out, and we're here with you, and we're all excited to be here. Today's episode is about helping children be positive and feel thankful. Cultivating good character and an attitude of gratitude can start at a young age. It's not just an important practice for us. We can help the children in our lives embrace good feelings, too. Today, we talk with a former school superintendent who turned into a children's author. Lois McGuire will be with us for the next hour. Her insights as she leans in and talks to us about the book she's written and her self-reflection and how that helps with character development. So, Lois, thank you so much for being here today. Um, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I was just so excited when you said, yes, I'll be on the show. And I'm like, yeah. She has written these books, listeners, that we're going to talk more about today. And um, the title of the series is Don't Be That Kid, Right. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Um, I was doing a FaceTime thing and a video to introduce you. And all of a sudden, I'm like, she's written these books. And I had this total brain fart going, what was the name of the book? (laughs) The whole series. (laughs) So I remembered. I'm a quick quick learner here. Um, As we begin, I love to take time and just take a deep breath in and get grounded. And I invite my listeners to do this with Lois and I today. So planting both feet on the ground, sitting up straight in your chair, or if you're standing wherever you're at, closing your eyes and taking a deep breath in and releasing. Take another deep breath in through your nose, allowing the breath to flow all the way down to your lower abdominals and then releasing through your mouth. One more deep breath in and release. Bring your arms up over your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. Continue the breath work. And I would invite you to repeat this phrase. I am worthy of my love. Say that three times out loud or to yourself. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. 
Take another deep breath in, giving yourself a big squeeze. And releasing. And then with your finger tapping on your chest three times, repeating the words, accept, accept, accept. Another deep breath in. And releasing. Listeners, I hope that you feel still, that you're in the moment and that you're being at this time. And once again, thank you for being with both of us today, Lois and I. So excited. And as we move forward with the program, you all know I love my affirmations. And um, each week we have a new affirmation. And I invite Lois, as I read the affirmation, I never look at it, not the card, until I read it to my guests. Um, And it's crazy every week how the affirmation goes hand in hand with the theme or what we end up talking about. And it's just, to me, the universe, just one more little, hi, Karen, good job, here we go, (laughs) with the affirmations. So today's affirmation says, I can and I will. I can and I will. So Lois, when I read that to you, what did, what did you think of? What came to your mind? I'll tell you what came to my mind. Actually, my parents came to my mind because okay. those are words that my parents always said to me and my, and my brother, that you can and you will always give 100% in everything that you do. Because even if what you are attempting to accomplish isn't successful, you personally were successful because you gave 100%. Thank you for sharing those words. Listeners, give yourself 100% of whatever you're trying to do or doing. Because you can and you will somehow succeed. It's just trying to do it. It's just putting forth that effort, just like Lois' parents taught her and her brother, 100%. So thank you so much. Listeners, write that down, affirmation. I can, and I will put it on the sticky note, put it up on the mirrors like I do in my home, wherever you can see it for the week. That is our affirmation for this week. I can, and I will. I would like to introduce Lois right now. Her bio is unbelievable, so here we go. Lois McGuire has 35 years of teaching and leadership experience in the field of education. She began her career as an elementary teacher and retired as a superintendent of schools of a highly acclaimed K-12 school district in New Jersey. She earned her doctorate in education from Rutgers University and has been a consultant to the U.S. and the New Jersey Department of Education on topics such as character education, career development, positive communication, and strategic planning. She received many honors as an educator, including seven best practice awards, nine awards of excellence, and the New Jersey Coalition of Education Leaders Award, and for outstanding service and leadership. 
Lois and her husband presently live in Florida, and she's the author of the of the book series "Don't Be That Kid." Explanation point. <laughs> so, Lois, you also what? Um, the series. I want to talk a little bit about the series first because. I love this whole idea that you did. And I know there's this huge story behind it. And sometimes I jump in front of myself. But what gave you the idea of the title, Don't Be That Kid? Well, first of all, let's just go back just a little bit. When, um, hey. again, I started as an elementary school teacher and then ended up as a superintendent of schools. And Throughout my career, I always felt that we were not spending enough time on core values. I'm talking about honesty, respect, responsibility, gratitude, learning to be positive, all the important qualities that children need to learn to be successful adults. And um, I found that in education today, we spend so much time on academics because of state testing. Almost mm-hmm. every state in the nation has some sort of state testing, and we're so geared to teaching to that test that we tend to forget about the whole child. So I wanted to write a book. Originally, it was just one book um, to help parents, grandparents, and educators teach core values. But I have to tell you, Karen, quite honestly, it's not that easy to write a children's book. <laughs> I and, and it took a very long time. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't come up with it. Mm-hmm. And then one day, the entire family was out to dinner. And one of the little ones was drinking milk with a straw. And he took his milk with his straw and started flinging the milk around the table. He thought he was adorable. We all thought he was annoying. <laughs> and his older cousin turned to him and said, hey, Don't be that kid. And the table cracked up laughing. And I said to him, Josh, where did you find that expression? I love it. And he said, it just came out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I went home, looked it up, couldn't find it. And a book was born. That is amazing. I love that. Um, I laugh when you I laugh when you say that because I've been to restaurants where I've seen that kid, seen that kid throwing you know the milk carton, the food across the table, and I'm laughing to myself now because I have a grandson who is in this process. He's 16 months and he's chucking his food across the table, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, we need to stop this soon because it's it's cute for a second, but not when they hit two or three. It's not fun anymore. And I um, totally respect with what your goal is here. Um, How can you help children learn to be positive and feel thankful? I know you said it's hard writing a kid's book. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, because you're using these big words for these young children. And how do you explain them and simplify them in order for them to understand Well, I made a conscious decision to do two things. Once I had the title of the book, I narrowed the first book to Don't Be That Kid at School because that's my point of reference. So, And and then I wrote down what I believe to be 
the 15 most important values that children should learn when they're very young. And then from there, I wrote scenes. And then children love um, rhymes. So mm-hmm. it, it, I wrote it in rhymes. And because it's Don't Be That Kid, all our characters are goats. Because That's children right. love animals. Mm-hmm. So originally, my characters were going to be human beings, but I made them, I made them in, 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 into goats. Through the book, reading the scene and talking about the scenes, parents, grandparents, and educators can talk about these values. You see, it's very important to children to learn these values as early as possible. To understand why we ask children to say thank you. You know, the words thank you, they're abstract to a child. So rather than just saying to your child or your grandchild or your students, say thank you, tell them why. Children always need an explanation of why we're asking them to do things. Mm -hmm. It it gives them a comfort level. And it it gives us a comfort level as adults. We We want to know why as well. And as far as helping them learn to appreciate life and appreciate what they have in life, no matter what the situation, is something that parents can model. Children look to us as their models. And if we're negative in the things that we do and the things that we say, our children will parrot that. So even when we feel like we want to say something negative, we need to step back a second and say, what is my child going to be hearing from me? And this is what I want to hear my child say. Yes. I think that's so true. I'm just thinking back. It's like, okay, my kids are all grown now. Um, but as a parent, you know, it was you were so quick to say, say thank you to the clerk or say thank you to the waitress. You know, even though we're like, thank you. Like I would, I'm, I feel like I'm a person who's aware of being able, to, I mean, to speak thank you and be appreciative of people helping me and things like that. So I, I would hope my kids would look at me and go, yeah, mom was a good example of that. But I never explained the why. And if you that want, is so important. Yeah, if you want your child to say thank you to the person checking you out in the grocery store, now thank you. You explain what it is that person does and how that's work and what it entails And we appreciate it because they have a lot to do to check us out. And they have to make sure that that the pricing is correct. And we appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's why we're saying thank you. When someone gives us something, when someone says something nice to us and it makes us feel good, we want to thank them for that. It's interesting because you say the word why. And my daughter, who has the 16-month-old, last week came to me and goes, mom, Weston asked me why today. I said, Weston, we need to lay down for a nap. And he goes, why? 
And she goes, I was shocked. He said, why? <laughs> she goes, that's 16 months. But then she goes, I explained to him, it's nap time. You need to rest because you're active all the time. And we're going to take a little rest. And then when we get up, we're going to have lunch. And then we're going to go and do the rest of the day, da, 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 whatever she said. And I thought to myself, what a wise, wise mom she is. Because she took the minute to explain the reason behind nap time and why it was time to nap. You know, you always hear the expression, because I said so. And that's not a reason for something. Now, you, hey, parents today are busy. Most have two jobs. They're, they're taking their kids to lots of different activities. They, get, they wake up early. They get home late. They're trying to you know, have dinner. And, and, and sometimes you're frustrated and tired, and it's easier to say, because I said so. But the reality is, if you want to have consistency, with your child, they need to have an understanding of why you're asking them to do something or why you're asking them to behave in a certain way. They're no different than us. When people ask us to do something, we, we like to know why. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it's and, reasonable. Well, and to me, it's the respect that adults give to each other, right? We've earned that respect. So, you you know, I want you to help me understand why I'm doing something for you. So I see the bigger picture. Um, But as children, we don't, as an adult to a child, we don't look at them the same way. It's almost raising our standards that we have for our children up. Absolutely. Okay. You know, we have to understand that we think a two-year-old is a baby. But a two-year-old understands. He may not be able to articulate yet, but he certainly is understanding his surroundings. He's looking at what you are doing, and he is hearing what you are saying. Mm-hmm. He's like a sponge. Sponge, yes. That's what I was going to That was mine. He's a sponge. He just is observing everything, just like sucking everything in. And it's like you have to really watch what you're doing as the role model now, you know, when you're a parent and to me as being a grandma, I call myself Gigi, Gigi. They call me Gigi. Um, cause they're like, I'm too young to be a grandma. Call me Gigi. So, um, anyway, <laughs> but it's interesting watching. I catch myself, just like you said, I stand back for a second and wait before I respond. I take a deep breath. I'm learning to breathe as I mature in life, which is very important. And I want to make sure my listeners understand before I go into break, because we're about ready to go into break, that breathing is very important. Lois said you take a step back before you react and help explain the situation. And as you step back, I would add, take a breath. Hold that thought and let's come back to it after (laughs) the break. Sounds wonderful. We'll be right back in just a moment.
Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have had the um, privilege to be speaking with Lois McGuire, a school teacher, a superintendent of schools, and she was in the education for 35 years. Then she did something that maybe she didn't think she was going to do, but she <laughs> started writing books for children. And we, before break, we were talking about um, the different, before break, we, we talked about before we react to a child's question, we need to learn to step back and breathe and think before we speak. And Lois is going to go a little bit deeper why this is so important for us to remember this. It's important because what, for, for a couple of reasons, one is that your child is going to realize what you're doing, and that's a skill. That is a, a very positive communication skill in general. And by watching you, your child will learn that skill. And equally important is we need to do that not only with children, but with adults as, as well. Because sometimes we can get into a disagreement with a friend or our spouse even, and and want to immediately respond. And my, I always say to everyone, rather than doing that, take a step back and then think about what you're planning on saying before you say it, 
Because once it is out of your mouth, you can never take it back. That's and so true. Too often, you know, my husband and I are married 50 years, and which is wonderful. Yes. And people say to me, how did that happen? How were you married 50 years? And I say one word, respect. We have always spoken to each other with respect. Because we realize the importance of, in anger, never, ever saying something that you're going to regret. You need to think about that when when talking to a loved one, a friend, and especially your children. Everything you say to your child, that child interprets the way he or she feels like interpreting it. It may not even be what you meant, but they're interpreting it. And it's very important to be careful, especially when you're tired, especially when you're tired. Yeah. I've known, um, I do energy work. I do, I'm a Reiki master. And so I work on clients and it's interesting. A lot of the, um, a lot of my clients and even for myself, I've learned that a lot of my adult insecurities came from, my childhood from words that was, I've never, I was never physically abused, but with verbal or emotional abuse and not coming from parents that understood. So I'm not blaming parents. I'm not blaming adults. None of that. Um, They did the best they could, but it's so important how you say words can hurt and they penetrate deep into the cells And they've done these whole studies, even in the embryonic stages of the baby in the womb and the feelings or the emotions that the mom is going through or the father, baby is absorbing all that emotion. Absolutely. They feel it. And so those words, they feel. And to me, I was one that said, watch your tone. You can say something and get your point across in a nice way without condemning or being harsh with your tone because you feel the difference. And I think words are so important that way. When you were writing your book, you said you came up with 15 words or or things you want to write about. And we skimmed past that beginning. And I'm kind of excited just to know what they are. So if you would share those with us and then listeners, we have a treat. (laughs) I've asked Lois to share with us one of her books and she gets to pick and decide and she's going to show us on the screen so everyone can see the pictures and then we'll find out where to find them and everything like that. But first, I want to know these 15 words. Sure. Okay. There are more, but these were my 15 and um, learning and respecting elders. I think that's very important. Because um, very often young children tend to dismiss um, their their grandparents, and and I say you can learn an awful lot to the older people in your family, and you need to spend some time and learn the history of your family and who you are, and what your family values are. I think that's very important for children to learn the importance of family and loyalty, and um, trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another is respecting others' space because children like to touch 
everybody and everything. And, and as they get older, they like to push and shove and pinch and bite when they're little. And we have to teach them about that the fact that everyone has their own personal space and what that means. And then from there, we can always go into what is good touching and what is uncomfortable touching because mm-hmm. children need to learn that. They need to learn that in a positive way, not a scary way, but a way so that they're their own best uh, supporter of their, their rights. Mm-hmm. A big one for me is being honest. I think that it's one of the most important values that anyone can have. I always said to my staff at school, just tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. We will figure out what we need to do and we'll work together to accomplish that. But you, you have to tell me the truth. You have to teach that to your child. Children tend to lie, especially when they're in trouble because they don't like to admit it. We need to teach that skill. It's important to just tell me the truth and then we're going to figure it out together. Now, there may be a consequence. Mm -hmm. You know, when a child reaches a certain age, you can say to your child, what do you think would be a fair consequence? Children will tend to be tougher on themselves than the parents will ever be. Kids are tough. They tend to be tough. (laughs) Learning to be organized. Time management with adults is a very serious issue with with a lot of adults. And we have to teach children the importance of being on time, of respecting other people's time. You show up at the appointed hour and you leave at an appropriate time. So I think that that's very important. I'm going to read you a, a scene that's one of my critical ones. It's, it's including others. Children in school can be very mean to each other and exclude others. And I think that we need to teach our children the importance of including every single person and, and not letting someone just because he or she is a little different to be an outcast, to be lonely, to be excluded. And that's a skill that we can teach your children. Learning to be considerate, consideration, caring about others, not being so egocentric. And children are the most egocentric people there are. (laughs) It's all about them. And we Mm -hmm. have to take the time to explain to them that it's important Think about others and care about others. Respecting others' property. Children can be destructive. They take their toys, they rip them apart, they pull the hair out of their doll, they rip out a book. We have to teach them the importance of taking care of our things. And that starts with the adults. Mm -hmm. We make sure we do the dishes after dinner, we don't leave them in the sink, we take care of the kitchen. We make sure that we clean up. And even the youngest child can help you do that even at two, three years old. Help. Let's make sure the house is clean. We put our toys away every single day before we go to sleep. I think, and here's a really quick note on that. 
I did that with my kids. We would sing clean up, clean up, Barney song or whatever back in the days. But they learned to clean up. Sure. And they watched and they want to help. Yes. I always joked around with my kids as they got into high school. I said, you guys were better picker uppers and cleaning up your room and making your beds when you were like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I go, now I walk in your room and it's a disaster. It's like a <laughs> bomb went off in here. But when they're younger, they want to. And they've learned the technique, you know, and they weren't that bad as they got older. But <laughs> anyway, I'll go quickly. Okay. Um, being responsible. You know, we're responsible for our actions and we have to learn to take responsibility for our actions. It goes back to the honesty value, take responsible, take responsibility. I did it. Don't blame someone else. Take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Solving problems. That's a great skill to have and to learn as a child. So when we're adults, we're able to look at a situation, understand that there may be lots of different options and be able to strategically understand how we can determine what's the right option for me. Simply being kind, just like consideration. Being nice to people, there's no reason not to hold the door open for someone. There's no reason not to show kindness to others. Being respectful, a huge value. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree with someone but you have to respect their right to their opinion. And that is something that we can teach children at a very early age. The fact that you don't have all the answers and that other people may have a different point of view. Being positive, learning that life is filled with all different things that happen. Some are great, some are not as great. How can we learn how to maintain a positive attitude even in the most difficult times? Making good choices. The older children get, the more difficult the choices. Having the the self-reliance and trusting yourself to be able to say no to friends when they want to do something that you think isn't good for you or isn't legal or Mm -hmm. isn't healthy. But if you don't have self-confidence, it's very difficult not to go along with the crowd. So we need to be teaching our children to be self-confident and to listen to ourselves. Um, Making good choices and completing tasks. How often do children start a task and then not complete it? We need to teach them the importance when you start something, you complete it. So when writing Don't Be That Kid at at school and then my second book, Don't Be That Kid at Home, these are the values that are in the books. Mm -hmm. In home, I also added learning how to share and being a good sport because you need to learn to do that. Yes. And then along with the at school book, I wrote a resource guide filled with activities separated into grades kindergarten one, grades two, three, and grades four, five. 
So when you're on a scene about honesty, I actually have activities that you can use to help your children learn the importance of being honest. Well, I, I bet they're, you're bringing them into life. It's one thing to read something and talk about, but to actually demonstrate, okay, so let's role play. Here's, you know, we're role playing. We got Johnny and Jane up here and we're both talking about this, about honesty and, you know, this didn't happen. And I think role play is very, very important for children and learning. And your books and your workbooks have that in it for the children. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And it's easy. These aren't books that you read once and put away. What I want parents to do and grandparents and educators to do is read the scenes and then talk about the scenes. What are these scenes all about? I'll, I'll read a couple of scenes to show you what I'm talking about. It's, you know, reading a book and then putting it away, especially when it's about character building and values, really isn't enough. You right. need to have that conversation. And because it's a goat, your children will tell you what this goat needs to do to change. Believe me, they'll be thrilled to tell you. Well, they can relate because it's a goat and it's not with them. So there, there's no, there's no fear. There's nothing there. They want to tattle on the goat. Absolutely. Tell what that goat's doing wrong. Absolutely. They know even yeah. at, at two years old, your grandchild will let you know what this goat is doing, what the kid is doing that yeah. needs to change. And in both my books, the next to the last scenes are self-reflection, looking in the mirror. Who am I? Mm. Who do I want to be? How do I have to change? And those three questions are loaded questions. Listeners, we're about ready to go into break, but I want you to think a little bit about those 15 um, ideas and subjects that Lois had for her books and how we can relate to our children, but how we grow with it as adults. All of those are values that we as adults um, try to have and hopefully are better at it than children, you know, because we're trying to learn by example or teach by example. But there's one that you that stuck out with me, and it's just own what you've done. Just own what you've done. To me, that's being vulnerable. And I wrote my book. I think I told you, Lois. I wrote a book. It's my memoir, and it's a lot of a lot of things I did in my life that I'm not proud of, but I did it, and I own it. And once you own it, guess what? It's just like whoosh. It happened. It's gone. I learned from it, and now I can move on. Because you take that responsibility. Listeners, we're going to break. Remember our affirmation for today. I can and I will. And if you say those, that affirmation in front of, I can and I will be vulnerable. I can and I will show respect. I can and I will be honest. I can and I will be a team player. Affirmation goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today. We'll be right back after this break. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. 
She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have been speaking with Lois McGuire, who has been school teacher, educator for 35 years, superintendent, and her main mission as an educator was protecting the children, making sure the kids were happy. It's all about the children. And this led to her writing her books, um, Don't Be That Kid. And as we begin this next little session, this part of the show, she's going to share with us her book. <laughs> and she's picked one topic that she's going to read. And what I would love you to do is just hold your book up to the camera so people on um, Facebook Live can see it. Look how cute that is. So, and all the illustrations, we're talking about goats here. Every, they're all little goats. There's no humans in the book. Is that correct? That is correct. Not okay. even the adults. Not even the adults. adults. And these are kids. So we got the kid goats. <laughs> I love that because that's what they're called. And then we got the big goats, the adult goats. And tell me really quick, who illustrated the book for you? This book, George Pacheco from California. Okay. He illustrated it. He did a fabulous, fabulous job for me. I you know, I took a concept and told him what my thoughts were, and then he just brought it to the next level. I love that. Yes. There's so many talented people like that. And it's crazy how when you start, the doors start opening up yes. for you when the purpose that you're is for others, the doors open up because you have a mission and the universe knows it and allows those people to come in and help. And I just love how that works out. 
It's beautiful. Okay, so share with us. This is a typical scene. Playing at recess is a time to have fun. Don't be that kid who won't include some. So let's, let's think about this as adults. Mm-hmm. The kids are on the playground, and our kid, he's a good kid, but he misbehaves like lots of kids do. Mm-hmm. He is not letting another kid play basketball at recess. His arm is out saying no. The conversation you would have with your child is, how do you think this child feels not being included? And believe me, your kids will tell you how this, how this kid feels. Mm-hmm. But take it one step further. What is their responsibility? The kids who are waiting to play to that child. I say to you, just because one child doesn't want another to play with the group, doesn't mean that the rest of the group has to let that happen. You have to teach children to have the inner fortitude to say, wait a minute, let him play. So I say you need to talk about that concept and you want your child to be that child who is inclusive. Mm-hmm. And doesn't isolate another. And another part of this scene is the conversation with your child. Why is the kid doing it? We never spend enough time talking about why a child is behaving inappropriately. And I'm telling you, your kids will tell you a hundred different reasons why he's doing it. And you're going to find out just from that scene, whether or not your child has ever felt isolated, mm-hmm. left out, not popular, or you may find out that your child is the kid who's excluding others. And then you need to have a pretty big conversation with your child. Right. Well, and that goes a lot. I mean, there's so much bullying going on, cyberbullying, all of that kind of stuff that relates as the kids mature and grow up, but it starts with, like you say, on the playground, in the schools, in the lunchrooms, and um, the importance of being able to be the bigger person and going and sitting next to that person by themselves, the kid by themselves, and how important that is to do. But you have to have enough confidence as either an elementary, a, a middle school child Mm -hmm. or a high school you know everybody's you know worried about what people are saying about them what people are thinking about them and they're afraid to make the move but we can teach our children the importance of being that stand up person Mm -hmm. um, going over to someone who looks like they're a little different from us but you know what once you get to know them they probably have a lot of similarities to you and you may make a new friend. Right. I love the word when you said find out their why. Why? And I think we can use that um, for all aspects of life. What is our why? 
Why do we want to be the one that stands out and be able to go talk to someone else? Why do we want to be the one in the group who says, you know what? Let's include him. He hasn't done anything to us. Why do we want to be that one? And finding our purpose as an adult, helping the children find their why. But I think first we need to, as adults, find our why. Absolutely. And how we can share. Think about working in a, an office mm-hmm. as an adult. And an, you know, an office is no different than a school. No, it's not. You know, really, it has the same factors as a school does. And you, you have your, bu- your bully. You, you, you have your, your popular people in the office. If your company is going to be successful, though, the people working for that company have to learn how to work as a team and they have to be able to have trust. That's why it's so important from day one that your children trust you Mm -hmm. as the mom, as the dad, as the grandparents, Mm -hmm. that they can rely on you because that's that trust and feeling confident that they can rely on you helps them build self-confidence. And right. you want your child to be a confident adult. And if they don't learn it in childhood, it's, very, it's much more difficult to, to gain that confidence. Yeah. As you can, but it's just more difficult. And we can do it as parents and grandparents and educators when, when they're children. Mm-hmm. Let me just read you the next to last scene of the book. Okay. A scene like this is in my Don't Be That Kid at Home book as, as well. Each day I have a choice when I get out of bed. I won't be a bad, member to go, a bad right. kid. I'll be this one instead. And our kid is looking in a mirror because it's self-reflection. And we can teach our children self-reflection. I know that for me, every single day of my life, at the end of the day, I self-reflect. How did the day go? What worked really well? How can I build upon that? Mm -hmm. What didn't work as well? What can I do to improve upon it? Or if I cannot change it, because sometimes you just can't change things. They are what they are. Right. How can I have the inner fortitude to go with it and run with it and, and, and not beat myself up all the time? Something as simple every day with your child, just ask your child, how did the day go? Right. But it's important to pick something that went really well and talk about how you can use that in another way to make that other activity better mm-hmm. as well. And right. Didn't because we're going to have defeats and, and we're going to have successes. That's life. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say to parents, if your child plays a team sport and he or she walks in the door, you weren't able to attend. Instead of saying, did you win? I would prefer you said, did you have a good time? 
you're going to find out if they won through the did you have a good time answer. And if they won, that's great. Yes. If they didn't, but did you have fun anyway? Yeah. How'd you play? I think that's really important. It's, as my kids are growing up too, a family conversations, you know, at the table, we always had dinner together. That was the most important thing. We had breakfast and dinner together. And sometimes we had dinner at three o'clock at night and sometimes it was eight o'clock, but we all were together. We just fluctuated every day. But um, I always tell my kids, if you're not out there having fun, then you better not be playing. Great advice. <laughs> Great advice. Me, that's what life is about. If you're not enjoying your work, then you either need to find another job or you need to figure out, self-reflect. How can I enjoy this work? I need this job. I need the money. What can I do to change my attitude what to get me through? You are so right. Karen, you're right on the money. Because if, if it is what it is, so to, so to speak, mm-hmm. what do I have to do? to change it around so that I wake up in the morning and I'm excited about getting to work and yeah. I want to get there. And it doesn't mean that every day is going to be wonderful. It's not. I mean, that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But what do I have to do to make sure that I have a good day at school? No different with children. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes children will say to us, the teacher doesn't like me. That is a great excuse. I only got, a, you know, an 80 on that test and, and, and because the teacher doesn't like me. Well, um, I, I don't know whether the teacher likes you or, or, or not. But mm-hmm. Let's look at this test and let's see what you, not me, what you need to do to improve your knowledge in this area. And, you know, just like when children say to their parents, I'm bored. So many parents think that it's their responsibility to make their children not bored. You have nothing to do with it. Exactly. You just have to say, okay, why don't we brainstorm or why don't you brainstorm some of the things that you can do so you're not bored anymore? It's not your job to keep your kid activated 99.9% of the time. It's your child. And they have to figure it out that they have choices and that they can do it. They have the wherewithal, building self-confidence, telling them you can make that decision. Yes, I love that. Lois, you have been full of wisdom and knowledge. Listeners, you can go to www.don'tbethatkid.net and follow her on her sites, get her books. You can go to Amazon and grab her books. Christmas is right around the corner. This is the best ever. So remember our... Affirmation, I can and I will. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies. We're here to experience our own story as we each walk our personal journey. Have an amazing day and thank you for being here and choosing now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, The Choice is Yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon.